that's that's a struggle for some leaders. It was a struggle for me in the beginning. It's that, uh-oh, what if they see me as not perfect? They'll lose confidence. And actually the opposite of that is true. If they see me as a model of someone who's willing to learn and get better, that's the best thing I can do for them. That's what I'm asking them to do as employees doing their work every day. I need to model that as a leader. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. In the past several episodes, I've invited my colleagues, Dr. Pat Greco, Dr. Joanne Sternke, Dr. Kathy or Apollo on the podcast to share that we are launching an extension of our services this summer, the Virtual Destination High Performance Academy, or what we call DHP Academy. We're beginning to work with two of the superintendents featured in the School Administrator magazine we chronicled on the podcast last month. The two superintendents will partner with us to execute and work toward hardwiring a classroom improvement model. Joining us on the show today is another leader coach and expert in employee engagement, Dr. K.K. Owen. Next week, another content developer and DHP faculty and coach will join me, Dr. Holly Ellis. K.K. joined us on the podcast in episodes 92, 107, and 110, and is back again today to share over 35 years of experience in education and professional learning with us. KK is a two-time principal of the year for the Escambia County School District, a Florida principal of the year regional finalist, and a University of West Florida outstanding alumni. KK also served as a district-level leader focused on teacher and leadership development. And KK, we found that you were awarded the Tech Leader of the Year in 2013, so you've been holding out on us on the technology front. KK received her doctoral degree at the University of West Florida and has loved every position she's ever held in education, teacher, principal, director, and now leadership coach. And she's a proud undergraduate of Louisiana State University, LSU. Along the path to her current role, KK has worked with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation on reforming teacher evaluations and has worked with union organizations such as Teachers Union Reform Network to think through how leaders, teachers, and employees can listen to each other and bring our best selves to solving our problems in education. So it's with great pleasure I have KK on the show today, and she's going to discuss the fundamentals for developing confident and engaged employees, which will be really important as we launch the school and classroom improvement work. And I'll tell you, she's one of the best models on our team in in this area. So KK, welcome to our show today. So glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here to talk about this new initiative. And I had completely forgotten about that tech leader of the year. (laughs) I had completely forgotten about that. We found that in your past. I said, oh yeah, we can't let that slip. And the funny story for all our listeners is KK always tells us about how challenged she is with technology, but uh, we've never, we've never believed it anyway. So now we have proof that, that uh, she's been holding out on, on that skill set she has. I'm sure regardless, you've always, whenever new reform and transformation comes in, you've always been one of the first to grab onto it and, and move forward. And I think that's what that says about you, KK. 
So let's Thank start you. with, um, yeah, let's start with the first question. Can you share why you feel developing confident and engaged employees is critical to organizations and why we find this topic to be fundamental to our organizational excellence work? I think when, when I think about that question, I see a win-win. Confident and engaged employees are necessary for a successful, high-performing organization. And it's also necessary for the organization to pay attention to what it takes to have confident and engaged employees. If you're an organization that's continuously improving, working toward goals, you need employees who are happy at work, who are productive at work, who come to work, who stay on the job and are willing to move up in the organization, be part of collaborative teams. So you get a win as an organization if you have employees who are confident and engaged. But that also takes leaders in the organization being aware of what it takes to meet the needs of employees so that they become those confident and engaged folks that you want. And research has told us for a long, long time that there are certain things that employees need from their leaders, things like a relationship. They want to be known by their leader. They want their leader to know them. They need to feel heard. They need to be asked from time to time, what's your opinion about this? What, what are the ideas that you have for improving this process or changing this procedure that we have. They also need an opportunity to, to grow, to develop, and to be supported in that. So when you have both sides of that, it's a win for the employees and it's a win for the organization. I love the way you put that, KK. You know, just, and there's no loss in it, right? Employees are winning, leaders are winning, people that we serve are winning. You know, I think as we're continuing to go through change, people get anxious and so they have to really, really have, I mean, it's even more important than it's ever been. You know, that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing and just really what you do with leaders and the model that you have provided to our team, you know, really shows, yeah, this is critical. So as you think about that, KK, you know, what are some tools and processes that really have made a difference in engaging employees and giving them a good employee experience? I think we have a lot of tools and processes that do make a big difference. I think what we've learned in the past 15 months is that if we slip up on those fundamental processes, we lose employee engagement. We tend to drift away from our fundamentals in times of crisis. And I think we've watched some leaders do that. And in our coaching, we've been really working with leaders to sort of double down on the fundamentals during times of stress to maintain the confidence to maintain the engagement of our employees. Some of those tools and processes are things we know are the right things to do. Things like making a connection on a regular basis. Leaders can do that through rounding. Some people call those check-ins or just connections. And when we are very, very busy and there's a lot of change that's going on, we tend to say, maybe I don't have time to do my rounding. And maybe we don't realize that's the most important time to do the rounding. People's confidence is slipping. Their engagement is slipping. They have a little fear. They have a little loss of trust, maybe. That's absolutely the time to do that. So no matter what time it is, in good times and in challenging times, maintaining a very clear, regular cycle of connections, such as rounding. Also, I think surveys asking people, asking employees important questions about their work environment, 
and being willing to be transparent, share their results, ask for input. All of those processes build the confidence, build the engagement. That's the only way that leaders have to understand that employee view of their work environment. We need to ask from time to time. And things like rounding results rollout are good opportunities to say, what does it look like to you? What does it feel like to you? How could it be better? And what leaders are doing when they ask that is they're saying, I'm willing to act. I'm not only willing to share and listen, I'm willing to act to improve our work environment. So I think those two things, that connection and asking what people think, I also believe help people stay connected, help people stay engaged and confident. As leaders, we've got to be willing to do things, even when it's hard, to give people actionable feedback. We have to make that feedback meaningful to them. And we also have to be great communicators. If we're not really good and have a great system of communication with our employees, we're going to cause anxiety and lack of confidence. So I think being skilled in a communication system, along with all of these check-ins and asking for input are the things that matter the most. Yeah, great, great suggestions, KK. And, you know, as you think about those suggestions and as you've coached leaders and worked alongside them, you know, what struggles do they have when they're trying, you know, with the developing and that engaged environment? And what do you, how do you coach them to manage through those struggles? I thought back to my own days as a principal, days as a director leading a team, when I've been working over these last 15 months to help the leaders that I coach with some of the things they're struggling with. And what I found, and I was the same way, it's first of all, that willingness to be vulnerable, willingness to have the courage to say to our employees, I'm not a perfect leader, but with your help, I can get better. And it takes some leaders a a time of kind of struggling through that to be able to take that step and be vulnerable and courageous and willing to be seen as less than perfect. That's that's a struggle for some leaders. It was a struggle for me in the beginning. It's that, uh-oh, what if they see me as not perfect, they'll lose confidence. And actually the opposite of that is true. If they see me as a model of someone who's willing to learn and get better, that's the best thing I can do for them. That's what I'm asking them to do as employees doing their work every day, I need to model that as a leader. So I think that's a struggle and that takes some some coaching through. I also think that this idea of the feedback, even when it's hard, even when we have to have conversations about people who are not living our values, people who are not following our standards of practice, people who are not being who we say to our constituents, that we are. Those are hard conversations and we can't put those off. We have to be able to give that feedback on an ongoing basis, even when it's hard. One of the toughest things, I think, in a struggle for leaders who are trying to keep their employees engaged is what are they doing about low performers? That is a tough one for most leaders. High performers want their leaders to do something about those who are not performing. Everyone knows who the low performers are. And leaders who put that off and put that off and put that off, they are causing loss of engagement with all the rest of their employees. So they've got to be willing to do that hard work of preparing their evidence, 
following a process of having low performer conversations, coaching low performers to be better and do better and to take action if nothing happens to improve. I think that's uh, probably the toughest struggle out there. Yeah. It reminded me of KK is sometimes, I don't know if this is what happens to you, but when I'm t- we're talking about building engaged environments, you know, some, I mean, some people will, you know, just push back a little bit because say, well, what do we do with the low performers? And so we're saying, well, we're building an engaged environment for those 90%. And we also have to address the 10% because it's not going to work unless we do both. And I think that's what you just touched on. And, and, and so building engaged work environments, it's not soft. I mean, people are like, oh, we just have to be nice or friendly. No, it's not about that. It's about really doing the hard work. And you really laid that out well. I don't know if that kind of tends to be sometimes what you hear as well. Absolutely. And I think we hear all kinds of reasons why um, I'm not going to have that difficult conversation just yet. And I think some of our work is encouraging leaders, even if you don't feel perfect at delivering a conversation with that employee, you have to do it. You just have to go ahead and do it and you have to follow up. It's usually not a one and done. Those employees, some of them will get better, but not without your coaching and willingness to continue to engage with them. And the rest of the employees find out that that's going on. You don't have to advertise it. It just kind of floats out there that you are working with that low performer and that causes the confidence and engagement of everybody else to go up. That's right. Because they finally somebody's addressing what we have to live with all the time. So KK, you know, you've been part of our development and launch of the DHP Academy and our focus as we move into the summer going into the next year, really focusing on that classroom improvement piece. And, and so, you know, as we close today, can you share with our listeners why you feel the DHP Academy and our approach there can support people's desire, employees and leaders' desire to develop confident and engaged employees as we move forward? I think what we're doing with the DHP Academy is building out such a flexible format that can be used in so many ways to support this idea of confident and engaged employees. It's a very flexible kind of format there. And I've been thinking about all the different ways that people will be able to use it. First of all, it's in pretty small bites. Since it's kind of user-driven, it's not like a leadership development institute where we've all got to be online at the same time working together, or we've got to be on site working together. This is something that can be taken in in small bites. People can go at their own pace. And what we've done with some of the content is taken these really important pieces and tools and processes that everyone needs to be aware of, leaders and others, and distilled it down to what what is most important to know and be able to do to use this tool or process. I think it's going to be helpful with executive leaders working with maybe some new leaders or some leaders who are struggling with some of the pieces. They can be directed to use some of the work within DHP Academy to get on track. I think it's going to be helpful in onboarding new leaders, in teaching your entire organization, this is what our leaders are doing so that it's completely transparent. Let's just share with the employees. This, these are the tools. There's no reason why employees can't know uh, what leaders are using and doing or should be using and doing to build confidence and engagement. I also see another use for it, something that I've watched, especially over the last 15 months, this idea of doubling down on fundamentals. And I've noticed in some organizations, there's been some drift away from our fundamentals, like rounding, like performance conversations, like cascading communication. 
having a good solid communication system. What do you do about low performers? People have been so busy managing the pandemic, we've drifted. We've drifted away from a good solid set of fundamentals. And I think using the academy, this will be a way whenever you need it, because it's always available. That's a good way to help us kind of get back to standard, whatever standard looks like for your organization. Because I think one of the things that matters when you are working with any organization, one of the things that undermines confidence and engagement is if people in different departments, in different schools, in different areas of the organization are having different experiences. If results roll out or rounding or performance conversations look very different from school to school, department to department, people tend to question that. Why is that happening? Shouldn't it be kind of a similar experience across our organization? So I find that is a way that we haven't really even talked about that I think we could use DHP. So I think it's it's golden in its flexibility and that it can be used at any point in time. A number of great suggestions. And, you know, what you just said, I think is really critical. You know, when we, so sometimes we've taught it and we just continue to, to connect with people, but basically there's a way that, an easy way that, that leaders can continue to go back to it. Like, let me, let me go back and see that, or let me remind myself or somebody coaching to remind them. I think that's a, that's a good way, number of good ways that, that we've advanced ourselves. And I think KK, that's, you know, as we talk about improvement over the last year as a team, we've had to look at how can we learn from what we've done in the last year and build those improvements. And, you know, this is one way that we've come together as a team and talked about ways that we could serve our, our partners, partner organizations in a better way. Thank you so much for being with us today. As always, learn a lot from you and the fundamentals that you talked about today are those that you coach and practice and great model for us. Thank you, KK. Thank you. I enjoyed being able to share today. Absolutely. You all have heard KK talk a lot about how do we build confident and engaged employees? And it's just continuous. And you, it's not something we do and then we're done. It's just, I think what you hear from her, there are fundamentals and continuous processes that we put in place. And right now, more important than ever, that we build our own skills and continue to develop those so that we can help people that we work with each and every day. Please connect with us to learn more about our upcoming virtual events like Leader Roundtables or What's Right in Education that's coming up. Just visit studereducation.com slash events. And as always, I thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast. And if you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.